All right, welcome to Look at My Records. Really thrilled for this. It's November 30th today, people. It is. And I'm here with Jess Adams and Janik... Zechner. Zechner. Zechner, yes. It's an odd last name. I don't expect anybody to pronounce it. Where are you from, Janik, originally? Uh, uh, Germany. Germany, awesome. Yeah. It's, um, there's like a little fancy Y to his name. It's like Yannick. Beautiful, man. right? Isn't it? it Beautiful. It man. forces you to say it with flair. It's which is exactly who he is. Jess Adams and Janik Zechner. It's a good collaboration. Yeah, it's very names. something very palatable and approachable. They're like, I've heard all of this before, and then you get to Yannick Zechner, and they're like, I was tricked. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, did not know I entered this right. sentence with comfort that should not have been there. You guys have been tricking people over the course of your. Yeah. Musical partnership. <laughs> like five years now. Mm-hmm. You guys are cooling yeah. them. Tricksters. It's good cop, bad cop. Damn. So tell me about this project. Jess, you're a wonderful poet. I've been reading your poetry on your Instagram. Thank you. Very uh, intimate and well done. You're from Nashville. You live here in New York City now, Janik. How'd this collaboration start musically? Uh, well, we were in Boston, and we both were at Berkeley at the same time. And we took a, um, it was like a, some kind of an arranging class. It was arranging one. Arranging one, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, really. I mean, the, my life at that point in Boston is all kind of a blur. At some point, Yannick and I were in an arranging class, didn't talk the whole semester, uh, sat on different kind, sides of the room. I think we had a lot of preconceived notions about each other. And then we get out of the final exam at the end of the year and um we're walking down the hallway at the same time and i sort of made a joke i was like so when are we gonna hang out thinking like oh i we i'd never see this kid again (laughs) (laughs) you're funny (laughs) jess is the funny guy (laughs) so he's he caught kind of called me out on my bullshit and he was like do you want to go grab coffee and uh it was delightful so we started doing that kind of every week as just like a friendly check-in and i learned more about him and how um like beautiful of a uh, artist at Berkeley there's a lot of musicians yes. but I think the artistry um, was something that was unique and um, so wanted to play with him came up with a, a side hustle for like a GB general business band to do covers and stuff around Boston and asked him to be my band leader and uh, that's when it all started but it kind of spiraled out of control because here we are how yeah. long ago was that? That was um, 2014. Around so there. yeah, almost five. Uh, spring 2014. So um, almost five years ago, or a little bit longer, maybe even the first year. I don't know. Around I have then, no idea. Around. And um, yeah, little did I know what I was getting myself into when just then mm-hmm. asked me to just look at the first song that he wrote for um, for a project that he was excited about, mm-hmm. and I took it on as a class project. I um I uh yeah listened to the song that Jess wrote and presented to me and and then I built like an arrangement around it and recorded it in the studios and re- wrote like a score and re- as a class project basically mm-hmm. and that was Riverstone that was the first version of our um the title track of the upcoming album yeah everything was it wasn't that Riverstone wasn't even a concept right it was just a song at that point and I would go I worked at a um, jazz bar downtown in Boston and he lived right near it and so after like work I'd go visit him in his apartment just to sort of unwind and show him things that um, I had written that week and uh, have him play it on guitar because I write primarily on piano and wanted to see how that would feel and um, he ended up liking one of them and it was very exciting to have somebody else be excited about it and so yeah, definitely, definitely, and it was fun to see what he brought to the table. It was a very good deal for me because um, because Jess worked at this uh, jazz jazz club bar. Um, he would always bring over um, like leftover food from that <laughs> night, and so <laughs> a lot of mac and me, cheese and wings, exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and wings and fried chicken. So I got to I got to um, play beautiful songs and uh, was being fed at the same time as a mm-hmm. poor college student. That was incredibly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that type of food. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. Yeah, absolutely. So Riverstone is the album coming out early next year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Correct. It sounds like the 
seeds for this record were planted a couple of years ago, and now it's just coming out. Has it evolved over the course of the past couple of years? Have you revisited these songs on different occasions to rework them? What's the process been like leading up to it coming out in about a month or two? It's been um, a long road. I think we, it was only supposed to be like a set of like three or four demos that I was going to move down to Nashville and have. And then we had trouble narrowing down the selection. And he was just like, well, you know, it could just be an album. And that's got things spinning out of control. And then within like three to four um, weeks, we were um, doing kind of like a test run. We went uh, up to stayed with a couple friends in Vermont and they let us turn their loft into like a makeshift studio and we sort of did a trial run and then we were like addicted to it but that was years ago and we had been sort of mixing and adding parts to it for years after that so like the at least a year and a half after that and a lot of the sound that we ended up on um, was not where we wanted to start the idea was that it would be all sort of like simple and organic but we I think we found that our musical tastes are a lot more um, maximalist you know we like a lot of sounds and a lot of textures and um, like for instance uh, still trying to figure it out didn't become what it is today with all the vocal effects and everything until the very last uh, mixing session which we did um, in florida we've sort of had to bounce around with it a little bit that was a big thing too so we did the demos initially and um we then decided that we were going to use those to um uh work with a crowdfunding campaign and we raised a whole lot of money, like 130% of the goal that we had, which was incredible for us. And, and it was lovely to have so many people supporting us and companies were supporting us and sending us stuff. It was really lovely. Um, twice, actually, Telefunken mm -hmm. sent us the... Telefunken. I uh, see, he's more of the gear geek, but they sent me a really awesome t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that you wear to this day. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I want another one because I lost it. It was uh, one of my favorite t-shirts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're listening, come on. Telefunken. Jess is good for it. I asked exactly. for so little. So little. <laughs> it's actually so funny because um, I did talk to a lot of companies and stuff to like figure out, how, okay, how do we make, how do we build a studio in just this empty loft because the second time around we actually um, uh, rented a, a cabin in the woods in Vermont and went out there with a couple of friends and again built like a makeshift studio so um, I was like how can we do that because we, we definitely don't have enough money to like buy all this stuff on our own so I talked to companies to give, give us equipment mm -hmm. and because Jess couldn't benefit from any of it and he wasn't excited about any of it I also um, hit up the the pen company you know um, uh, pilot pen they do yes. the G2 mm -hmm. like blue point uh, ballpoint blue pen that's my pen baby and um, <laughs> and so I hit them up and I was like honestly guys like I've been getting all this gear from other companies and the actual writer of this project doesn't get excited about it all he wants is pens to write lyrics and so they legit sent us like a box full of pens <laughs> as an endorsement to, I had pens for years yeah. after that <laughs> it was great it was really funny magical so um, um, yeah but anyhow and then we took all the songs from, from the recording that we did after the crowdfunding project and we actually um, took them around the world I spent the summer in Germany and I mixed them there a little bit. Um, was traveling around Europe actually, so I have like pictures of me mixing one of the songs in like France mm -hmm. and then again in Italy and um, sending them back to Jess all the time. And it was just a very, very slow but but steady um, checking away at everything. And um, we had finished a while ago, so the masses were actually ready um, and the CDs were ready over um, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. wow. And then um, we decided that we want vinyl because everybody jumped on the vinyl yeah. train, and we had the worst experience with um, <laughs> with getting those. Uh, there I was mean, flash to uh, or cut to um, like five hundred warped melted vinyls on uh, my porch mm -hmm. just like filling up my living room all unusable just like modern art warped it was uh, during a heat wave in the summer 
Yeah. yeah, it was a nightmare. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And and usually I found out that like shipping vinyl companies before they ship, they like check on the weather and everything to just make sure the destination or the, at least the path there is not like crazy. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, "All right, we'll just ship it out a week later because it's literally too hot there right now." This company didn't, and they were all ruined. And they couldn't fix it because they had made this mistake with a lot of people. So they were really backed up, and they literally didn't yeah. have the factory space to even reprint these vinyls. So they spent a good deal of time trying to find another factory to yeah. print it. Mm-hmm. It was oh great. My gosh. Oh yeah, so I'm <laughs> sorry that that happened. <laughs> no, it's all good. Now we're here. Now we have all the vinyl. We have the things uh, you learn. All the CDs, all the t-shirts, we have everything ready to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and about four or five years after we started the first song, we finally have our first single out here we are. under the label and yeah. uh, have a first radio show with it, which is so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Very for happy that here. you're here Thanks. talking about the record. Really interesting to hear about your process. I am curious about your creative process being that Jess lives in Nashville. Janik, you live here in New York City. It also sounds like you were mixing the record in different parts of the world as well. How do you guys keep the chemistry intact uh, when you're apart like that? Uh, well, it, I think the cornerstone of it is frequent trips and visiting. Um, and like, cause we got re- we have gotten really good at um, working over the wall and sending things to each other via email and giving notes and then having a Skype call about it. Um, very good at communicating with each other. So it's not, um, we can be very clear about what we want and where we want it to go. Um, but I think there's something magic about being in the same room and yeah. getting to... Yeah, let's let's not fool ourselves. There are plenty of ways to to work over distance, and nowadays it works beautifully well. And there's many options, but um, it, it never works as well as if you would be sitting in the same room and and picking up a guitar mm-hmm. and reacting to each other's creative juices in the moment. Because there's a kind of spontaneity to it, whereas because it, it feels a value evaluative. If mm. like because he sends me something and then you give notes on it as opposed to being able to be generative and be like, well, that section isn't doing it for me, but what if we added something like this, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And that's fun to do, um, but also a luxury of being in the same room. And we get to do that now. Yes. Very exciting. Absolutely. Jess came up for the past uh, three weeks, and he's been spending time uh, with me in in, in New York, and we've been working on a next project together, Mm -hmm. and have been inviting many friends to join, and it has been um, an eye-opening experience, honestly. Very exciting. The thing that I really like about this project, uh, when our friend Vanessa sent it to me, is that Jess's lyrics are definitely not an afterthought, for sure. There's a lot of musical projects. I interview bands and stuff. The song will be done, and then they're like, okay, I have to come up with the lyrics and stuff like that. But you're also a a musician. You're an educated musician. You went to Berkeley and Boston. I know a lot of great musicians who went there as well. What's your process like for uh, writing the lyrics when they're such an important part of the songs that you guys work on? Yeah. uh, Well, for Riverstone, it was definitely um, music and lyrics at the same time. Uh, It was easier for me at that point to sit sit down at a piano and sort of chug it out and um, do, you know, the chords and the lyrics and the melody together. And a lot of those were written with like a central metaphor or an idea in mind and then trying to convey that musically and then having so I would come to the onic with these like um scaffoldings of songs and be like well this is the verse and the pre-chorus and the chorus and this is the sort of arc um and then it really comes to life and the arrangements I think um the there's a an um, emotional enhancement to it definitely but um you know i I typically write at the piano yeah it's very interesting because um uh i i did study songwriting at berkeley for example um but i don't think to this day i wrote a song that i'm proud of which um it's okay and it was never my goal it was always my goal to be able to understand songwriters and um i never saw myself as the next like uh 
you know, Max Martin is someone who, who writes songs and produces, or I'm not sure if he even writes still, but probably. Um, I, I always just wanted to be able to, to take what the songwriter hands to me and, and turn that into something that uh, they haven't heard yet. Mm -hmm. And um, and with jazz, everything's a 50-50 collaboration, but it's very clear that um, that he brings he brings the, the words to the table. There, there is a clear... Um, disadvantage with me not being a native English speaker, um, which is that the the playfulness with words, uh, yeah. you know, just um, I, I can't quite be there with the fact that I'm learning it as a second language. I'm incredibly comfortable with it, but um, I never made it a point to be as playful with, with the language as, as Jess is or has been. And um, I, I really very much enjoy just taking what, what Jess brings to the table and, and just um, catapulting from there and, and taking it to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, new arrangements, new worlds, and then Jess gets lyrical ideas from the musical elements that I add, mm -hmm. and we talk about what the song is about and, and uh, what his inspiration was, and then sometimes I bring my own experience into it, and then the, his perspective shifts, and he mm -hmm. changes the lyrics around, but it really doesn't happen a lot that I contribute to the, to the words. It's really like a very... Um, words, story, music, production mm. kind of separation and yeah. collaboration. So, And I also can't shred on guitars. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're even. <laughs> you know, we've been talking a lot about this in for the second time around and um, it's... You don't know that you're allowed to be whatever you want to be at first. And you sort of see what other people are good at and you feel bad that you're not also slaying it at those things. And um, you find yourself specializing in things that maybe are uncommon and, and like, but I've come to the point where I'm like, no, I think I use songwriting as an instrument. Like that's mm -hmm. definitely what I can bring to the table. Obsessed with form and lyrics and poetry and the way, the prosody of all of the melody and the chords, and um, that's sort of where I obsess. And it's actually kind of really nice because Yannick is so production driven um, that he can work in the DAW with like Pro Tools and Logic and create worlds immediately without even trying um and so like he sort of gets energized and um excited in the back end of the song and i'm sort of m most generative in the beginnings of it, like building mm -hmm. it and making it a, a barebone song and then um it's a nice little you know kind of teeter-totter that we, we have going on yeah totally yeah. To not have to be anything other than myself is a is a great relief, and finding like a a nice uh, compliment in Yannick is has been very freeing. Uh, yeah. Why would you want to do everything half-assed or shitty? You know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just want to double down on the things that I like. <laughs> So, this record's dropping in January, right? Uh, February. February? February. Okay. Yes. Yes. What can people expect from what I've heard so far? It's got like a folk kind of Southwest vibe as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the songs are uh, all very clear in, in, in form and writing and melody. It's a very like uh, songwriter driven album mm -hmm. it has uh yeah it has an overall beautiful emotional and and, and story arc to it it, it, mm -hmm. it really tells a story from beginning to end the you you tell it better than, than i do but um it's it's about the uh the, the hardening and the softening of the soul as jess always says and um it's about um, yeah, the different um, stages that you went through. Yeah, and there's a linear sort of narrative to it. It's um, about like how life can make you jaded and then how all these joys in your life, like friends and finding new, like innocent, pure crush loves and then being ready to tear your walls down to actually like go through it yeah. all fucking again. Mm. Um, it sort of has that arc and that journey. So like, you know, the opening track, we always thought of as a prologue and the last track we always thought of as an epilogue and um, the emotional journey of like losing it all, not knowing what to do and then your way back to sort of yeah. life um, and being, the metaphor was, uh, you know, letting those joys smooth you the way the river yeah. smooths the stone. Yeah, and, and um, song-wise, I mean, as, as you said, they're all like folk songs. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, like Americana folk, very Americana, driven, yeah. You know, and and jazz loves like uh, like blue eyed soul and and southern rock. So those elements are definitely in there. Yeah, but we we took those simple forms and and. Um, as we said, like we realized that we do love like a grand sound, so um, it, everything can be broken down to just acoustic guitar, piano, and vocals for for the song. But we uh, we made it grand, we made it huge and anthemic and and emotional theatrical. Maxim um, emotional maximalism. That's what we've been calling <laughs> yeah, <that>. Perfect. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Coin it. Trademark that. Exactly. Jess and Janik. All right, let's play the two songs: Riverstone and Louie. Yes. which just dropped last week. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us about this song, Louie. I love it. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's all going to be okay. That's what this song's about. And it's an acronym, right? L-U-I-H. L-U-I-H, Laugh Until It Hurts. It and um, it's a... I mean, Boston was a very... <laughs> there's a lot of good stories from Boston. And it was a very wonderful, wonderful time in my life. And the feeling that I had at that point in my life, which was when we were making um, Riverstone. A lot of them are um, looking back at pr prior years and actually my life in New York. Um, but Louis was one of the ones that was about the time that we were living in. And um, just the song is meant to convey how I feel then and the, the wildness and the debauchery and the, just the pure love that I, we found with our friends. It's just, yeah. All right, let's play him. Riverstone, Louie, we'll be back. Jess Adams <laughs> and Janik. Yay! Peace. We're having fun. Listen to the songs now, though, and then we'll be back. Continue to have fun, listeners. You will while you're listening to these songs. We'll be right back. I was a jaded bastard Full of jagged words Rough around the edges Scuffed and wild Tough to love Always high But low in chances You floated in my Roman goddess My sins you held and washed You have this way You hand me hope Like grace was never lost Pull me in, pull me under Take these brittle bones Oh, smooth me like a river stone Move so gently Oh, smooth me like a river stone Flow, just flow over me Flow, just flow over me So lay me down and say I'm yours And drown me in your kiss, oh yeah Capsize this body and baptize the record Please make me more than this Undertake these brittle bones oh, 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 smooth me like a river stone Move so gently oh, 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 smooth me like a river stone Flow, just flow over me Let atonement last. Pull me in, pull me under. 
Until it hurts all We're gonna love like it is nothing We're gonna love like we've got nothing to lose at all mm. So torch the fucking fire escapes And break the clocks before we're late Dancing embarrassed on the roof Making love to a skyline view We're gonna laugh until it hurts We're gonna love until it doesn't We're gonna laugh until it hurts We're gonna love like it's nothing We're gonna love like we've got nothing to lose at all Change us, yeah, they wanna change us, but I wouldn't change a thing. We're young and shameless, and they wanna change us, yeah, they wanna change us. People were back. We heard two songs by Jess and Janik, Riverstone, and Louie. 
<laughs> off of your forthcoming album. What's exactly. the name of the album? Riverstone. Riverstone. It is, yeah, yeah. A Riverstone was coming out in uh, early 2020. On a Diamond Heart production, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Vanessa Silberman, our mutual friend, and her label. Rock star, yeah. She really is. Yeah. She's a rock star. When I interviewed her on the show, all I could say at first was, you do everything, it mm-hmm. seems like. It's mm-hmm. insane. You're a musician, you're a producer, you work in the music industry on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could do it all. You, you meet her and you get the impression that you're like, one, I know you have your shit together. Two, yeah, totally. I know you could trash a hotel room like nobody yeah. else. Yeah, you know? you're right. <laughs> yes. And convince the manager is their fault somehow. Yeah, yeah. I would like a refund of this hotel room. It's a good person trash. to have on your side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and please buy a record for me. Can I come next to you hotel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you guys picked some records from my record collection. Absolutely. And I'm stoked to play them. Lots of good ones here. Starting out with David Bowie, Space Oddity. Janik, you were telling me you work with Tony Visconti, which is fucking amazing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is really unreal, honestly. Every every day I walk into his studio and, and he's actually there. It's just uh, it's it's just wild. And um, he, so he has a studio in the in the um, production company that I work in. And um, and it started out as me just helping him with some tech stuff, and because he needed you know assistance with uh, his studio and and Pro Tools stuff, and then uh, we got along super well, and and I started bec- becoming his assistant. And on the um, during the last year, and really our first big uh, thing together was working on the David Bowie Space Oddity remixes, which. Um, at this point, the the title track, uh, 50th anniversary remix version, has dropped already. Wow! It came out, and it's so cool because it's now all in real stereo, and and all the, uh, yeah, we went into the old tapes and removed all the tape hiss and uh, cleaned everything up, and and it was it's just magical. Um, it really is. That's it's something really incredible to work on and listen to master tapes from uh, David Bowie recording it's really it, incredible it's really humbling because you know back in back in the day and, and still n- nowadays you don't really record with with like autotune or or anything like onto the tape so it's everything's raw and these tapes are pre-mixed right so no reverb is added or anything it's just the real room and there are these um these outtakes of like a boy just like going nuts on on the microphone, <laughs> you know? and I wish I could play them here, but but um, it's just so funny because you realize it's just some dude who mm-hmm. also just was trying to find himself musically and was trying to have fun with it all. The and fun is palpable. Yeah, yeah, you hear some of these outtakes and you're like, man, that sounds like a playground. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and. Um, uh, and and w- very, one very interesting thing to me on on Space Oddity was a track called Letter to Hermione, which is just this. Um, it's 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 three gu- three guitars, two acoustic guitars who are just playing fills on either side, and then it's Boy with his twelfth string and vocals in the middle. And we had a lot of trouble with that because um, we didn't have um, uh, specific takes. Uh, tapes for that track. We only had the master, so we had to figure out how to like separate the side guitars and make them individual channels, and then separate the uh, twelve-string guitar from his vocals, which is also relatively tricky because twelve-string guitar basically sits on every range. Mm-hmm. So that's um, kind of what they're. It's kind of what they're meant to be to do, exactly, yeah. and so and so that was just a very. Um, I spent a lot of time on that, trying to figure that out, and so um, that's really got ingrained, ingrained into my brain. And yeah, that's part of the reason why I picked this record because I was, it was such a big thing of 2019 for me, and and I think a very very uh, great start into something special for me. Beautiful, beautiful. Next up, Rolling Stone, Sticky Fingers, one of my favorite records yeah. by the legendary band. Mm-hmm. Love the zipper on the cover of a copy with the actual zipper. Is it? Cool. Did they do that? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know. Yeah, there's a real zipper on it. Oh my god! It's those little yeah. things that make all the difference, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It turns something that um, could be just something that's on your bookshelf to something that is like 
on the shelf because you want yeah. people to see it. Yeah, you, know? you want to it show makes it to your it, friends. And it's a, it show, the thoughtfulness of it, I think, when a band thinks about the packaging of their music, it shows that they care about it yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So, um, yeah, the Sticky Fingers record is also one that I picked. Um, Jess didn't grow up with it um, uh, too much, uh, but but my dad showed me the, um, uh, the Rolling Stones and any, like, generally like bread rock and and also american uh, classic rock um quite a lot and and uh they're part of the reason why i started liking making music or started having the idea of like mm-hmm. all right i i really would love to um do what they do somehow or at least create and um when i met yannick i knew him as a blues guitarist like a blues yeah, rock guitarist yeah, yeah yeah and um yeah and the stones were just i mean it's just so bloody badass you know there's no excuses and um yeah i remember like when i was 13 and and i was in in berlin like in the summertime in front of some restaurant playing wild horses and singing to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. it like, i do wild horses yeah. at karaoke yeah, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, everybody sings along and it's really it's just it's a bit, a bit high but it's not too hard to sing yeah and, and the uh, guitar stuff is so beautiful <laughs> It's just um, it's just a cool record, very um, very melodic and and badass at the same time. Uh, awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Up next, Amy Winehouse, "Back to Black." That record uh, changed my life. Yeah, it's so a good one. I um, didn't grow up with a lot of pop music. I was like knee deep in musical theater at the time. Like I was in my high school bedroom jamming out to Jesus Christ Superstar, and I nice. thought I was punk rock, you know. <laughs> yeah, but nice. um, when I grew up and you know went to college and left the world, and um, I there was a whole world of music that I didn't know about, and I heard in like. It was like 2006, 2007, Back to Black, and the rawness of this, right? That somebody could tell their story in such a vulnerable and true way and have it not be theater, that just uh, just raw musical emotion. And I think what I wouldn't give to hear what another album from her oh, would be, wow. you know, like she's yeah. one of the ones where I'm like, oh man. And, it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute tragedy. Where would she, she would have gone amazing places. Yeah. Like, I think it would have gotten real weird too. Yeah. It would have been wonderful. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine her at 50. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 50 Amy. Oh, crazy. Next, mm-hmm. we have our, well, what song would you like to hear? Actually, uh, from, from um from Amy Winehouse. Uh I think Rehab is my favorite. Hell one. yeah. I mean it's so fo- the foreboding for very yeah. 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 Let's do that. And next we have our friend Vanessa Silverman, Brighter in Bloom. Yeah. Her new EP. It's out on vinyl. Everyone go get it. It's good. It's owned great. it on vinyl. It's great. How'd you guys connect with uh, Vanessa, by the way? She actually came to Tony. Um, she she moved to New York um, about what say half a year ago. Yeah, yeah, six months ago, I think. And and uh, I think she somehow knew Tony um, probably through Studio Six Hundred Six out in LA. And and um, uh, yeah, and then she they worked together on a couple of things where where she assisted and um, Tony introduced us and then. I got along super well with Vanessa. I was very excited to have um, a female engineer around because there are too few and and she's brilliant and she is such a self-made woman that I was just um, super excited about her energy and she is just uh, such a good hang and Mm -hmm. we went to get a coffee together and, and like tried to figure out how we could, you know, join our world somehow. Yeah. And then, um, um, well, first I was actually very excited about Jess to meet her because um, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, wow, she has a label and, and Jess does social media marketing for artists. Maybe mm-hmm. they could somehow work together. And I didn't even put together the fact that uh, we're artists and we, we need a label. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You're so, so blind sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so and so we started talking about it, and and once we showed um, Vanessa our record, she was really into it, and. Um, yeah, but overall, she's just such a cool person and very genuine and uh, mm-hmm. energetic and fun. Yeah. 
And her music is so badass too. Yeah, she's I, great musician, oh yeah. great songwriter, great songwriter. Like yeah. the, I mean, her. Uh, it's deceivingly simple, right? Like it. it I mean the couplets that she comes up with are like these clean little lines that you don't even know are hitting you until like you're already sh like shot through the chest with mm -hmm. them they're brilliant yeah and, yeah very clean as you said and um at the same time super grungy in her in her mm -hmm. singing and and uh uh and playing at her it was so cool so i went to her um ep release show at, at modern vice mm -hmm. and um she legit just grabbed her guitar uh Plugged in a cable, straight into the mixing board. No effects, not even wow. tuner or anything. <laughs> it was just no sound check. It was just like, is is it on? And somebody was like, yeah, sure. And then she started playing. Wow. And and just no adjustments. She just did the show. Like if if there were things that bothered her about the sound, she didn't say it and she didn't care. She was just doing it, which to me is such a um, such a. Baller. It, 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 it's it's, baller <laughs> it's a baller and it, it shows of such confidence and the fact that she, you know, like I think she told me in the last four years she played like seven hundred shows or something yeah. like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beast. And um, yeah, yeah. You just you just um, yeah, see that with everything she does, it's just experience and and uh, yeah, no cutting corners. Mm -hmm. We keep trying to find a time to get her in to collaborate on this next project. Yeah. 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 I would want to see that. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. It'll happen. It'll happen. Totally. We're playing them now. Go on this We've journey. got David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Amy Winehouse, our friend Vanessa Silverman. We'll be back. The hand that wrote this letter sweeps the pillow clean. So rest your head and read a treasured dream I care for no one else but you I tear my soul to cease the pain I think maybe you feel the same What can we do? I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to do So I've been writing just they say your life is going very well They say you sparkle like a different girl But something tells me that you hide When all the world is warm and tired You cry a little in the dark Well, so do I Quite sure what you're supposed to say, but I can see it's not okay. He makes you laugh, he brings you out in style, he treats you well and makes you up real fine. And when he's strong, he's strong for you. And when you kiss it, something new But did you ever call my name Just by mistake? I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do So I'll just write some love to you
They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine They tried to make me go to rehab, I won't go
look at my records on Radio Free Brooklyn, community radio broadcast from the Bushwick section of Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So if you'd like to support our mission, you can make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. No donation is too big or too small. And again, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so your contribution is tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to be in the know about new programming, upcoming RFB events, interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. Sign right up, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And if you're listening on the internet, you could also take RFB with you on the go via our Apple and Android apps. You can download them at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone and RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android for the Android app. And finally, after more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, Late-night conference calls and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me Team is happy and proud to present to you the Me Bottle. This double-insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60-second cycle, utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.9% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. And now back to look at my records. All right, we're back. We heard David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Amy Winehouse, Vanessa Silverman's back with Jess and Janik. Hello, hello. Hey. Guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. I had so much fun. Thank so you. This is a lot of fun. Popping our chair. That's why we're doing it. Can't wait to hang out again. Yes, yeah. Yeah, we'd love to. Um, can't wait to see you guys play live. I'm sure you'll be playing mm-hmm. live in New York at some point yes, in the absolutely. future. Yeah. It will let you know so you can you can tell it to all your listeners. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for having us on here. I, we were just talking about it. Um, it's, it's just at radio shows with... Um, with uh, some theater shows some that I theater used shows. to do. He, he was on... Um, and and I I did like one or two in Germany like way back, but this is like the first real official like under big album that's coming out and and in America a radio show in New York. I'm like yeah. it's super it's super exciting. So, so thank you so much for taking the oh, time and, um, and having us. Super very stuff. very happy you guys are here. I'm honored to be your first radio appearance. Yeah. I'm glad it was all able to work out. The record is coming out in February. Is there an exact date? We're sh- shooting for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So perfect. Yes, be- yes, yeah. Yes. And it's Why called not? Riverstone, mm-hmm. and it'll be available on vinyl. It'll be available on vinyl, on CD, on all streaming, as mm-hmm. as always. Everywhere and, um, always. Uh, yeah, and you can like even get like little bonus packages with us, with like mm-hmm. handwritten poems or hand typed poems of the and we the have album. online ex- an Wild online experience stuff. attached to it. Love so, the yeah. online experience. It's called the Existential Road Trip, and um, you can get the whole album for free. For free, and every day you get like behind the scenes bonus content and like where the song started, and there's like a whole narration. Oh my gosh, it's great. Sometimes yeah. this have. is amazing. <laughs> this is 2020. This is 2020 baby. shit, yeah. man. Yes, this absolutely. is the 20s. <laughs> this is the type <laughs> of stuff 20. you get in yeah. 2020. Yes. So, everyone, look forward to next year where you'll hear this great record. Can't wait for it. Guys, where's the best place for people to find more information about you guys? You have a great Instagram, yeah. Jess Adams. At Jess and, Adams Grams, yeah. And tell us where people can learn more about you right now. 
jessadams.com jessadams.com excellent yeah and uh, yeah and on instagram instagram grams uh on instagram and and uh poetry basically every day yeah and just a lot of poetry yeah Yeah. if you ask some questions and uh we're actually um starting our own uh little podcast thing called great porch nights live porch night live Um, and it's every thursday at 10 p.m est and um it's just jess and i hanging out and also getting other artists on it and and looking for other indie bands who are doing the hustle just to kind of like enjoy the ride a little bit with them and support them and get their stuff out there too so yes and and until the album is out just keep listening to louis let's do it (laughs) keep it on repeat louis (laughs) repeat always there you go you guys thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having us thank you everyone we'll see you next week where my guest will be my friend mike tarnovsky from the band edna Edna, yay. Peace. Hell yeah.